Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. I am thrilled today to welcome Claire Russell to the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Claire is the founder and president of Russell Tutoring, a boutique K through 12 tutoring company that specializes in helping students overcome test anxiety through mindful SAT and ACT test prep. Claire has been an educator for decades and believes that a student who tries cannot fail. We only need to listen to children. I am thrilled to have you here. Uh, We've had a bit of time to talk about what you do before. Um, And as I said, I absolutely was fascinated by your website. So I encourage everybody listening to definitely check out your website read about you, what you offer, and some of the tutors that you work with and why. Uh, So welcome to the podcast, Claire. And I'm so excited to spend time talking to you today. I love the way that you listen to your guests, and I'm really looking forward to the way that we're going to talk about what I do. Well, thank you. So tell us how you ended up getting into the whole test prep space. Entirely by accident. Um, I've been a teacher for three decades now, and I've worked in various formats. I've been in the classroom, of course, um, but I also worked in community education for a while um, in the Mexican farm worker community. I also trained teachers on technology in their classrooms. Um, And then at one point in my career, I found myself needing to work part time. And of course, what does a teacher do to work part time? She tutors. And so at first I was tutoring kids in the neighborhood and people I knew, but that's not going to get you a lot of lucrative income. And so I looked online and there were tutoring companies hiring. And so I found a tutoring company and applied. And most of what tutoring companies tutor is test prep, SAT and ACT. And so I applied to be a test prep tutor. And that's how I got into test prep. And I tutored for them for a number of years. And even though my boss was an extraordinary and supportive woman, I saw that the industry itself tends to commodify children. And they would assign the cheapest tutor to a student, and then the tutor would realize they weren't be paying anything, and then they would quit a few weeks into a program, and then they'd call me to save it because I was a tutor who actually cared and uh, didn't care that much that I wasn't being paid much, um, or didn't care enough anyway. And then one day I started caring that they were charging a ridiculous amount for me and hardly paying me anything. And I got tired of working with a cookie cutter curriculum and I realized that I could do it better. And I started writing my own curriculum and I started 
looking at the ways in which I had adapted so much of my teaching to special needs students and putting that into my curriculum. And I created a customized curriculum that works for every kind of student and put out my shingle. And five years later, I have more than two dozen tutors and mindfulness coaches working for me. And we approach test prep and tutoring in a way that I think is different than any other company in the country. One of the things that I learned pretty early on was that students have points stolen from them on standardized tests by nerves. Nerves affect their test taking. Nerves make them think anxiously. Nerves can turn off their prefrontal cortex and make them blank out on tests. Nerves do all kinds of things to test takers. And so I started looking into how to help kids take a calm and focused test. And that led me to mindfulness. And that led me to my business partner, Erin Brenneman, and to our mindfulness curriculum and to the 10 mindfulness coaches that we have on staff who work with our students to help them learn to regulate their nervous systems with proven mind-body strategies so that they can take a calm and focused test. And they, along with our tutors, work with students to help them become the best calm and focused test takers they can become. And it's transformative and really exciting work. That sounds amazing. Um, And mindfulness is so important. But you work with students uh, of a a huge variety of students with all sorts of different problems. And when I first looked at your website, I saw that you also work with younger students and students who have other special needs. Tell us about how you, uh, the, the variety of students that seek you out. Yeah, you know, I think of students' differences as simply those differences. Um, When a student comes to us with some kind of uh, diagnosed learning difference, we simply look at that student's needs as a specific need that needs to be met. Um, One of the things that's pretty extraordinary about my company is that I have cultivated a team of really exceptional teachers. And these teachers are not only highly skilled, they also really care about students because I wouldn't have it any other way. And so we work with everything from a kindergartner who needs to learn numeracy or reading skills all the way up to an AP calculus student who's just noodling through the advanced reasoning that's needed for that kind of spatial math, right? And everything in between. Um, We do all the subjects, but we also really focus on helping students um, find their best selves as students and become happier young people. And that's what's really exciting to us. It's about teaching skills that make them successful at school. Yeah, but that's also providing them with the skills they'll need later on in life as well. Um, Because I think that's what's missing so often that schools, the educational system, thinks that they just have to teach certain lessons without teaching the skills that children need to succeed And so a lot of children just drop off because they can't master it. So it doesn't matter. It's not going to make a difference. And then they they give up. But you have the ability to actually um, examine the needs of the students that come to you. Yeah. And well, so the first thing I think that's really important to say is, you know, when I first started doing test prep, you know, I was taught that I was going to be teaching a test. And what I came to understand pretty quickly is that test prep is about college readiness. 
And one of the coolest things that happened to me this summer, I, I went to the National Test Prep Association Conference, which is where all of my test prep nerd tribe get together. And we nerd out about how to be really good at teaching test prep and helping kids with college readiness skills. And I got to meet the CEO of ACT, Janet Godwin. And when I told her um, our students score gain average on ACT, which is six points, which is not a small score gain on a score that has a 36 point average, 36 point scale. Yeah. Um, the national average score gain on ACT is 1.4 points. So we're seeing four times wow. the national average as our average. Right. So when I told her that our students were seeing six points on ACT, Janet's response wasn't, how are your kids beating our test? Her response was, Claire, that's great college prep. Exactly. And that's what I learned ACT and SAT prep is. It's about teaching students the skills that they need for college. And so when I realized that it was requiring the critical thinking skills and the noodling skills for college, what I also realized was they needed far beyond all of that. In order to do a test prep program, you need study skills. And one of the most fascinating things I find is... We, on a regular basis, have students come to us in test prep who are highly successful in academics because they are really bright, but they've never had to work for it. And test prep is the first time they actually do a study program. We have other students who really struggle with critical thinking skills or with math skills or with you name it, whatever the college readiness skill is. It might be self-care because they drive themselves crazy with their studies. And this is the first time an adult tutor has told them to prioritize their self-care over staying up till two o'clock in the morning doing your SAT homework, right? So whatever the skills are that we need to help a student develop to be healthy and successful in college and beyond, those are the skills that we're teaching in test prep. So it is college prep on a holistic level. And when we write those student success stories on our website, I have such a great time writing about like, look where this kiddo started and look where they got to. And in my assessment, when we onboard a student, whomever that student is, we always have an interview with that student to get a sense of where that student is at. Unless the student's like a five-year-old, right? Then it's like a student and child, the, the student and the parent together, yeah? But if I'm working with a student who's a 16-year-old SAT or ACT student, the first thing we do is have that student take an SAT and an ACT at home, and they're going to complete proprietary surveys for those that really give us information about their test taking, their experience of test taking. And then I score those tests, and I sit down with the student for a 90-minute interview, during which time they learn that they're safe to tell me everything they think about test taking. And they're safe to reflect to me about what it was like to take an SAT and what it was like to take an ACT and what it feels like in their bodies when they take tests in school. And, and the most fascinating thing happens. These kiddos start talking to me about vomiting, shaking, not sleeping the night before, blanking out on tests, sitting there with their hearts racing and their face flushing and trying to hide it from their teachers. I mean, I hear all kinds of stuff. And for some kids, it's just, I'm a little bit nervous. And once I get into the rhythm of the test, I'm okay. I'm just struggling to keep my focus on the test because I'm really nervous. And so I have a hard time focusing, right? For some kids, it's, I second guess myself. And so I have a hard time sticking with answers and moving through the test. Like different kids struggle in different ways with anxiety on tests and with coping with the pressure cooker of tests. And so in my interview, I'm really listening for 
who are you as a test taker and how are we going to help you become the test taker you can become? Because that's what we need to figure out. That is so amazing. But it also prepares them for later on in life because I don't know. I don't have any children, so I don't have any basis for this. But I don't think about the stress levels for children. But those stress levels move with them into adulthood. And if they can learn the skills at an early age, then how much more successful they'll be going on. The other thing that amazes me is from the time the kids are small, we give them tests. And yeah. no one ever says to them, hey, here's how you take a test. Here are some basic strategies for coping with a test. Hey, here's how to think thoughtfully and carefully and successfully through here through a test. Here's how to get past second guessing. Here's how to trust your instincts, right? No one ever teaches them. And so by the time they get to me, their junior year of high school, I've got these kiddos who have all kinds of anxiety because they know tests are high stakes. They know they have to take them. They understand that they're a big deal and they feel the pressure. And so they've developed all of these compensatory coping strategy, strategies, anything from hurrying through to getting stuck. And what I'm doing is unwinding their narratives. If their narrative is I'm a slow reader or I'm no good at math, I need to know about that because that's going to prevent them from doing their best at a test. Right. Until sure. we get them believing that they actually read at an OK rate or that their reading rate can make them be successful on the test. Right. It's all about addressing narratives that get in their way in testing. Sure. There are so many things that get in our kiddos ways. So many things. And in my interview, I really listened to them. And from that, we designed test prep. And then in test prep, we get into coaching them around number one, mind-body strategies, and number two, being present during your test taking. But you also coach based on their own um, self-esteem and how they see themselves, which is so unusual. You've got you to know? address these narratives. Yeah. I mean, how many of us have lived through life without even thinking about the narratives until we get to a point that we talked about earlier before the podcast, where you go through your entire life and now you're an adult and you realize that there are all of these internal narratives that you haven't, you haven't worked out. Right. And you, you, you've been in situations where you've reacted in a way because that's what you've been programmed from childhood. Right. Um, but with your program, you're saying, okay, fine, let's look at these children, see where they are, see what their skill set is, see where they excel, where they need help, and listen and see if we can move them in the direction that they want to go in. And, well, can and, the, and the most important thing is they have to want to go. Nobody at my company serves time in test prep. And I think you know what I mean by serving time, right? So there are kids who are dragged into test prep by their parents because you're going to do test prep because you're going to go for that score on the SAT or ACT. I don't believe in doing that to a child. Why would you invest your money in test prep where a student is not going to see a score gain because they're not investing in learning the skills? That's literally throwing your money down the toilet. 
But if you want to invest in test prep where your student actually wants to do some work in noodling through the test and learning the test, oh, that is hella the best money you can ever spend. Because we have families report to us that they get anywhere between 50 and, I mean, we had a kid get a full ride to the University of Chicago because of his ACT scoring. And that was $380,000 scholarship. Wow. You can spend $5,000 on test prep and get $380,000 back. And you're telling me that's not a good investment? Okay. <laughs> it's better than a lottery ticket. And with the skills that it gives a student, it's just extraordinary. I mean, I change kids' lives, and I'm really proud to say it. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So uh, what... <sighs> When you meet parents and children, um, what are the biggest challenges that you face um, seeing both sides, seeing the, the, the perception of the student and child versus the perception of the uh, parent? That's a great question. Sometimes what can be really fascinating is I will call a parent after a student interview and say, hey, I just wanted to chat with you about what I saw in the interview this afternoon. And I will say to the parent, you know, this is how your kiddo is thinking through tests. And this is the way that they're struggling through tests. And the parent will say to me, oh, my gosh, that's exactly how I struggled with tests. Or, oh, my gosh, that's exactly how my wife struggled with tests. So. So often what I see in a child is absolutely mirrored in the experience of the parent. And because they feel that resonance or because there's something that I've seen in the child that the parent saw previously, but maybe didn't tell me about, and they're hearing me reflect what they've seen in their child, there's resonance there and they build confidence in me. So that's, that's very often what I find. The only time I ever have a challenge is if a family comes to us not understanding the value of mindfulness and not being tapped into the fact that tests do cause anxiety and that test anxiety is totally normal. Um, when I speak to a family about the fact that their child has test anxiety, I'm in no way pathologizing a child. I'm speaking to an epidemic that affects children nationwide. And it's about one out of 20 test takers that I see that doesn't have some kind of coping strategies around test anxiety. They don't all have test anxiety, but they've all got some kind of coping strategies around anxiety that they've developed, thinking that they've developed, right? So they may not have a physical manifestation of their anxiety. They may not be getting stomach aches. They may not have shaky hands, but they can't stop obsessing over that question that they couldn't quite get right. Right? So everybody's got something going on just about all kids. And so if I say to a parent, hey, your kiddo's got some test anxiety and that parent isn't willing to hear it, that's where we get stuck. We've just lived through two years where students have been alienated from their friends, their schools, um, their dreams in many cases. Um, how has that affected a lot of the students that you see? That's another great question. That's literally when we started doing mindfulness at my company and was during the pandemic. 
Um, we were doing test prep programs and in our test prep programs, we had always taught mindfulness strategies, but we had never really done mindfulness coaching. And we actually started doing mindfulness coaching with a student who we saw was really struggling with some anxiety and some depression during the, the pandemic. And uh, the tutor who was working with him it, is Erin Brenneman, who is my uh, business partner. She's an ACT tutor and she's a mindfulness coach. She's a double threat. And she reached out to his mom and she said, listen, you know, I'm just, we're seeing anxiety in him. We're seeing depression in him. What would you think if we tried some mindfulness as a support to this? Because I know personally, mindfulness has been very useful for me for depression. And his mom said, if he's open to it, I'm absolutely open to it. And so we did mindfulness in this first program and it was amazing for his test anxiety and it was amazing for his mental health. And we went, wow, are we on to something here? And it's been an organic evolution ever since. Um, we've, we just generally understand mindfulness is incredibly good for students. And that's why we not only offer mindfulness for test prep, we also offer mindfulness for wellness. And we have a number of mindfulness students who come to us simply because they want to work with a mindfulness coach to really learn how to make mindfulness work for them. I was actually one of the first students to do that because I was like a yoga flunky and a meditation flunky. I'm one of those people who has six things going on in my brain and a song, right? And so I could, I always thought I was a failure at meditation because I couldn't get my brain to be quiet. And I always thought I was a failure at yoga because I have carpal tunnel and I couldn't keep the poses, right? So I just, I seriously, until two years ago, thought I was just a failure. That was my narrative, right? At all this meditation and mindfulness and whatever stuff that I just didn't have the brain for it. Until I started working with one of our mindfulness coaches who taught me in lesson after lesson how to make mindfulness work for me, which was first of all, questioning my narratives that I was bad at it. And then looking at what mindfulness strategies would feel good in my body and work with my brain. And mindfulness has been transformative for me personally and for my own mental health and my own physical health. And so I'm a huge proponent of if someone simply wants to do some mindfulness coaching because mindfulness has never worked for them before. And boy, would they really like to try it because they've heard how cool it is. Boy, have I got a coach for you. Uh, that's wonderful to know because uh, I see squirrels everywhere. <laughs> and I mean, we seriously, we're, I mean, we're doing mindfulness right now with the 10 year old. We've done mindfulness with young children and we have coaches who specialize in young children. And we've, we're doing mindfulness right now with, you know, a gentleman who is in his forties. Right. So, I mean, we literally do mindfulness and we're doing mindfulness with a college student. I mean, we do mindfulness literally with every age person. It's for everybody. That's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. And as you're saying that, I can, I totally see it. I totally see it because as I said, um, several years ago, there was a coach who suggested that if you created a doll, uh, your persona in a doll, what it would look like. And I said, um, running shoes and squirrels hanging off. <laughs> because... Yeah, my brain, you you were saying it before, my brain too goes everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. And in meditation as well, all of a sudden, it's going in a different direction. So yeah, mindfulness is so important. And uh, on so many different levels, because creativity is one thing, but if you can't focus, 
then are you really accomplishing what you want to accomplish? Because you're not able to focus on that particular piece of your creativity. Yes. Yes. And, you know, life is full of stressors, right? I mean, one of one of the things I always say is like, there's no reason to create drama in life because dra- life creates drama enough, right? And I just know I personally in the last few years have been through an extraordinary number of stressors. And this past year has been a year of a lot of um, kind of grief incidents for me. And so there's been a lot of kind of heaviness and stressors, right? And that can really affect focus, And it can really affect kind of how you carry yourself in your body, you know? And if you don't find mental breaks from that and ability to make yourself focus, both of which mindfulness have been so helpful for me, it can be really hard to function through great emotional difficulty and great emotional stress. And I have personally found mindfulness has just resourced me like nothing else in my life has. So you mentioned before about young children. Um, how have you seen the growth of those children as they go through your program? Because when I think about tutoring and test prep, I don't necessarily think about young children, but there's so many young children who definitely need um, more education in uh, how they handle not just school, but everything. I mean, we tend to work with students in kind of two different realms. It's either the test prep realm, and sometimes those students are going into high school and they're taking the private uh, private school entrance exam, so we'll see them for test prep then. But more often, it's the 16 and 17-year-olds that we're really seeing this transformation with, right? Um, Occasionally, we do have younger students who we work with during the course of um, scholastic help, academic support, where a family comes to us and says, either we need subject support for a subject or a family comes and says, you know, my child's really struggling with executive functioning skills or study skills or whatever specific academic skill they really need within the realm of this subject at school. Can we work on this skill set? And so to see those kinds of skills develop in a student over the course of a year to two years of stu- of tutoring as we're really building those structures within is really, really wonderful to see. Sometimes it can happen over the course of a couple of months. We worked, um, we work regularly with students who, for instance, are extremely bright in a subject and so bright that once it gets to like middle school and they have to slow down and do the step work, they just need someone to help them slow down and do the steps, right? So sometimes it's about teaching students the processes that they need to be successful, the specific skill sets that they need to be successful that they can learn in just a couple of months. And sometimes if it's a student who has um, some kind of really specific challenge around a skill like executive functioning, you're going to need to give them a couple of years of support because that's something where they need to build structures over time. Just depends on the individual student. And again, that's what customized tutoring is all about. It's the beauty of it. That's what makes it so exciting. Sounds wonderful. And you have a whole team of people who you work with as well. So you've got all sorts of skill sets that you offer as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I have everything from a K-8 tutor all the way up to AP calculus tutors, and those are very different skill sets, right? For sure. Um, When 
Getting back to the older students who are going off or planning to go to college, do you also work to identify in which direction would be best for them to go in terms of um, colleges that they have chosen? That's a really great question. That's exactly what college consultants do. So my company really specializes in the teaching portion of it. And so in terms of the college search, what we really specialize in is helping students be ready for college. And then the other piece of that is the college consultant piece of it, which is specific. What they call themselves is, is independent educational consultants. And they're across the country. And educational consultants are folks who students work with to help them figure out, number one, which colleges am I really interested in and why? And which colleges are the best match for me academically that would be great for me to apply to? And they help a student develop their application and then develop successful applications to the colleges of their choices. And so I work with a lot of college consultants. College consultants tend to refer Companies like me work and tend to work with companies like mine exclusively because once they learn how much we invest in students and that our company sees four times the national average score gain, they tend to like us because we advantage their students' applications. That sounds wonderful. You also emphasize on your website that you there are tutors within your organization that work with uh, skills around essays as mm-hmm. well. Yes. So we have an entire writing department. Um, If a student needs help with writing of any kind, we can absolutely work with that. But one thing we do seasonally, summer after your junior year, most students are writing their college application essay. And that's usually the common app essay, which is the main application that most students submit to most colleges. And then some colleges require tiny little supplemental essays. And a lot of students want some help on those just to make sure those are perfect because they're like 250 words. So you got to pack a lot in a tiny essay, right? And so we have specialized tutors who have been writing teachers for years who really know how to make a common app essay unique and how to make it sing within the student's voice. And if a family has goals that the student also learn writing within the common app essay, we can make it a writing program. It's whatever the family chooses for it to be. I could use a lot of that help today. (laughs) (laughs) I was on a Zoom call earlier uh, about uh, email, emails and headlines and how to write them and how to get your point across. So that sounds probably what I actually need as well. You know, I sometimes Um, work with professional writers on their writing, Anne. You do? Absolutely. I was fascinated by how extensive your organization is and how many directions you go in and how much you cover. Um, Because when I originally heard you speak about tutoring, I don't know, I just wasn't thinking about what that involved. You know, for me, it was the classic, oh, well, you have a math tutor to just help you get through one class. But you offer so much. We believe in addressing the whole child, right? Um, When I started my company, I came up with the motto, your child's future matters to us. And my, my attorney suggested I trademark it. And I'm so glad I did because I've realized that it's really 
what is true of my vocation and what's true of my life purpose is that my company and Aaron and I invest in every single student that comes to us. And when we do our test prep interview, you know, I assess the student and say like, do you really want this? Do you want to work? Because if you want to invest, I will invest all the way in you. And I'm going to be with you until you reach that score goal. Like I'm here with you kiddo and I'm with you all the way. And once I invest in a student, nothing holds me back. It's what I absolutely love most. And I was talking with a friend the other day about burnout and I work a lot of hours, but I don't get burned out in my job because it just feeds me. I just love what I do. And it's because I see, I see children grow every single day. And at heart, I'm a gardener. I'm a gardener of plants and I'm a gardener of children. And I look at each individual child and I see who is this little seedling and how do I need to help it grow? And it's about helping that child bloom. And that, that is we make so some, beautiful. We make, some, we make some beautiful flowers at my company, Anne. And it's all just about helping them grow into the flowers they are or the vegetables they are or the trees they are, right? They're all unique. They're all unique. Sure. And they're all <laughs> precious to me. So if a kiddo really wants to work towards an amazing SAT, ACT score, and they want people who are going to invest in them all the way, oh, I can't wait to get started. That sounds wonderful. So tell us where people can find you. Uh, uh, my company's website is Russell with two S's and two L's, RussellTutoringAndConsulting.com. And they can email us at info at RussellTC, that's TangoCharlie.com. They can also find us on Facebook. All that information will be in the show notes. So if you're listening to this podcast, all the information will be in the show notes. Um, what has been one of the most influential pieces of advice that you've received that, or you received that has carried you forward? Center yourself in the child. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here today. And I have, thank you. I have learned so much and it's truly been enlightening. So I thank you. And you are such a pleasure to speak to. And whenever you want to get coffee, I'm here. <laughs> Thanks so much. I'll take you up on that. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.